Hey, is this actually my 50th episode? Wait, I've done 50 of these? Holy shit. everybody, welcome back to the Ninja Dirt Warrior Podcast for Sunday, January 31st, 2021. I am your host, Greg Hernandez, and of course, I am here with the lovely Amy Janelle. Hello, Amy. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's, she's thug. She's, she's keeping it straight no, today. No, no, no. So, um, <laughs> yeah, this is my 50th show. I actually realized that last week when I was posting and I went, oh, episode 49. 49. Holy shit. <laughs> if I had known, I, I would have... I would have written a better show. Uh, oh, gosh. So we, okay, so here's what we're doing today. We are covering the WandaVision episode four, and then we are going to put this on pause. We're going to drive to Napomo, California, which is uh, between Santa Maria and Pismo, and we are going to record the uh, Royal Rumble review with my buddy RJ Cruz. Now, originally we had um, quite a few. We were trying to get about, like, anywhere between five and 15 pro wrestlers to watch a show and review it. But um, things happen, and let's face it, it wouldn't be indie wrestling if 10 things didn't go wrong before the show started. Um, if I ever had a show that started like without anything going wrong, I would panic. I really would, because that's just indie wrestling. So anyway, let's go ahead, and we will jump into WandaVision, episode four. So you ready, Amy? I'm ready. Let's do this. This is a damn good episode. Oh, this, yeah. This is the episode that ev everybody that was complaining on uh, social media was waiting for. This is what I was waiting for. This definitely, like, I felt like we were, like, riding on one of those side streets and looking up at the freeway. And now we're actually, like, on the freeway. Like, oh, okay, we've joined the rest. I get it now. Okay, this is great. Now I know where the hell we're going. That's, mm -hmm. that's where, okay. Yeah. So we started with, okay, when we left... Geraldine was shot out of Westfield like shoot like a potato gun. She was just fired through the streets. She lands on the outside. We find the sword base camp and everyone is just on top of her. Like holy shit. Now we find out that Geraldine is really Agent Monica Rambo of Sword. And for those of you who don't know uh, Agent Rambo, go watch the last 5 minutes of Captain Marvel. Cuz she is the little girl. She is uh, Carol Danvers' best friend's daughter. And now we know she grew up to be a member of S.W.O.R.D. We know that she was a victim of Thanos' snap. And we start the episode right after Hulk snapped everyone back into existence. So Monica is being kind of put back together. And if you pay attention, there's audio bits from Captain Marvel. You can hear Carol Danvers, uh, some things that were said in the movie. So she is literally being reassembled. Uh, right in front of her eyes. She wakes up in a hospital, which probably the most confusing hospital scene since the opening episode of Walking Dead. It definitely was very similar to that scene. Um, I actually, I liked it because for a lot of Marvel fans, it it kind of like gives us another viewpoint of how everything happened with the whole Avengers story. This is a side thing, like, no one ever really talked about what happened to everybody when he snapped everybody into existence. It was just phones started ringing and, and like there was news everywhere. It was never like a all of a sudden, poof, you're there. Like the way that they illustrated it was really cool. I liked it. I liked it because we got to see like shit j just hit the fan. Everyone just went crazy because, well, these people that have been gone for five years, now all of a sudden they're back. And we saw it one time in Spider-Man Far From Home the entire band just showed back up and it was kind of played as a joke. So we get our little funny haha -ha moment and we never talked about it again. Well, now we see how fucking terrifying it would have been. And so Monica shows back up. She's next to an empty bed and she's looking for the doctor and she's saying, well, where's my mom? Where's my mom? And the doctor tells her like, your mom's been dead for three years. She's like, no, I was just with her. She's like, Monica, you disappeared five years ago. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a, that was an emotional roller coaster. Like to sit there and be like, you don't know where you are, you don't know what's going on, and then where's my mom? Oh, uh, well, she's been dead for three years. Wait, what? So, 
the bad news isn't even that my mom's dead. The bad news is that I've been gone for five years and I've missed out on time. So I'm, I'm going to say this is kind of weird, but kind of not because Monica's a boss. Monica's like, well, all right, fuck it. I'm going back to work. And everyone else was just kind of, you know, take your time and nope, no, I'm back. So she returns to work at Sword, and they told her, like, okay, you know, we're lucky to have you back, but we're not letting you fly anything. No, that's, that's, which for a pilot has to suck. Mm-hmm. We actually get to see the uh, picture of her mom on the wall, Photon. Yep. Which, um, I guess spoiler, I guess we should say, we should have said spoiler alert earlier. Uh, better late than never, I guess. There's a couple of spoilers in this one. Yeah, it's, photon. It's, it should be it should be an unspoken rule for. This All right, podcast. guys, that's the rule from now on. Just every episode I do, spoiler alert. If you're if you're embarking on the journey with us, you you better have watched your done your homework, do the homework, and then listen. So in the comics, Monica Rambo is a hero named Photon. So, what was her mom's call sign as a pilot? Photon. So we got a we got a little uh, link there. Anyway, back to the point where they're not gonna let her fly. They've grounded her, but they said, "Hey, we're gonna send you out to investigate this thing we've got going on in uh, New Jersey." Yeah, because he didn't think it was that, that big a deal. Right, and so he sends her out. We see Special Agent Jimmy Wu, who we met in Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp, and we find out that Agent Wu is from Bakersfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a pretty cool scene i actually saw several people posting about it on on facebook like oh look this guy's from bakersfield this guy's from bakersfield and he made it to the fbi well folks he's not really from bakersfield but anyway us us bakersfieldians um we'll take any any bragging we can like we we had corn and kevin harvick and it's all been downhill from there we had corn kevin harvick and the guy who uh decided we should all storm area 51 all bakersfield people <clears throat> moving on yes <laughs> so she gets out there and she meets Agent Wu and a couple of local law enforcement and she's like, What's the problem? And it's like, Well, it's a town of Westview. What's wrong with it? Uh it shouldn't exist. And everyone's just like, the fuck? And so Monica gets a drone and she flies it in and the thing just vanishes. So Monica does what of course, we expect everyone in this situation to do. She just walks up, starts poking the force field. Just, just, I want to touch the force field. I don't know what this is. And I did love that the force field reacted like an old cathode ray uh, uh, television. Mm -hmm. And it just sucks her in. And I love Agent Wu was just like, oh, well, well, that's weird. Oh, well, I guess we should call the cavalry. Does it try to save her just... Hey, can I borrow your cell phone? That's all that's all Ajibu does. <laughs> so Sword comes in and they set up a base camp. I like that they didn't get shield. They got sword because well the last thing we knew of Shield was that they were infiltrated by Hydra like fifty years ago. Yeah, and they already have an Agents of Shields show. Are we doing Agents so. of Sword? Maybe that, that's that, what, that's maybe. gotta be happening pretty soon. So I love that they just they did not screw around. They set up a base camp. Just like we saw around Thor's hammer in, yeah. Just, right. So they set up a base camp and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're bringing in age. They're bringing in uh, astrophysicists and they're bringing in microbiologists. And we, and we see Darcy Lewis, Kat Dennings from Thor. Oh, I, I love Darcy Lewis. Darcy's fucking great. So Darcy's the one who finds the TV signal. She's basically saying, hey, there's this certain type of radiation surrounding the town. And give me a TV, like one that's not flat. <laughs> I love that line. Give me a bubble TV, guys. Well, she discovers the TV signal in the radiation. So, yeah, she's like, give me a TV. The older, the better. And she finds this TV show. She finds WandaVision. And I love that. This is why I love slow burn programming. Because for the end of the first episode, we just see somebody watching the TV and they're writing notes. And it was the Dr. Claw view because all you saw was the screen and you saw somebody's right arm. And for those of you who are too young to know who Dr. Claw is. That was Inspector Gadget. Sorry. 
I, <laughs> I tend to forget I have to explain these things. Um, it's okay. It? It's because it's in your old age, you're forgetting things. I Well, between old age and head injuries and alcohol. Yeah. That's yeah. a good combination. Yeah. FYI, folks, we're hungover as shit right now. We, we had a quite a bit to drink last night, so slightly hungover. Him more than me. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. So Darcy finds the broadcast, and everyone got her a they got her 1950s TV, and she's watching WandaVision, and they start IDing everybody in the uh, in the show, which I loved because it was kind of a uh, Wizard of Oz moment. Oh, you're not gonna believe the dream I had, and you were in it, and you were in it, and right. you right. So these people are actually real people that have somehow been kidnapped. And for the most part, forced to take take part in this, yeah. like they have no control over what they're doing, which explains a lot. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah, it kind of makes us a little more scared of Wanda because at first it was like, Wanda, who's doing this to you? So then we get this idea that maybe the townsfolk are in on it because of the scene where they're he was sawing at the brick wall, and it's like, oh, what's kind happening? kind of a Truman Show thing? Like, who's mm-hmm. doing this to you? Yeah, because it. I mean, it's it's in our nature. Wanda's one of the good guys, so we assume that she, she's doing things all nice and happy. And nope. So they're identifying the the neighbor and everyone at the women's pool party and and you know everyone from the the guys' lodge and everything. And who are the two people that they never identified? Um, I mean, obviously Agnes, the neighbor. Oh, that's right. And Dottie. Who's Dottie? Dottie was the blonde. She's the one that runs everything. Remember, she was the one that oh, held the women's. Oh, they never right. identified those two. And I knew, I I knew they didn't identify Agnes. I knew that, not Agnes. Yeah, Agnes. And but I'm going. I totally forgot about Dottie. And so I'm kind of looking around social media and and kind of looking at a bunch of spoiler sites and and I they caught. Okay, so again, they didn't identify Agnes. Agnes, I believe, is Agatha Harkness mm-hmm. from the comics, who's right. the witch who manipulated Wanda into uh, rewriting reality. All right? But now when I realize Dottie, I'm like, who the fuck is Dottie? Who's Dottie supposed to be? And when I saw these theories online, my head almost exploded. Dottie's supposed to be Mephisto. Quite possibly, excuse me, not supposed to be. She's quite possibly Mephisto, who is Marvel Comics' version of Lucifer. Mm. In the in the comics, Agatha Agnes Agatha Harkness was the witch who who kind of manipulated Wanda into rewriting history. We find out that she was in league with Mephisto, who the reason Agatha manipulated Wanda was so Wanda could have twins. We find out those twins were pieces of Mephisto's soul. So it was Mephisto's way of breaking into the real world. Hmm. So Agnes, hmm. Agatha, goddammit, Agatha works right. for Mephisto. Mephisto's trying to break into the new world. Think Supernatural and Lilith and breaking Lucifer out of the cage. Right. Same thing. So I'm thinking that's where this is coming or what that's where this is going which is why when Dottie's hand gets cut, the blood was, was in color, while the rest of the scene was in black and white. And the episode ends where we actually got to see uh, what we missed last week. So all we saw was Ger- uh, Geraldine gets pitched out of Westville, and that Westview, and Vision just walks back into the room. What really happened was Geraldine asks... Your brother was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? And right there, Wanda just goes, the fuck? Yeah, a- and- who are you? You're not my neighbor. You're not my friend. Right, and she starts like questioning her hard, like, who are you? Who are you? And Geraldine is terrified. Like, Geraldine is absolutely terrified. Well, I- I- I'm your neighbor. And we see Wanda starts using her powers, and poor Geraldine just gets sent through the wall, sent through the fence... She is shot out of town. And you had a really good point when we were watching this. You said, wait, she got thrown out of the out of the house, through the wall, through the gate, 
neighbors were out front and nobody saw her? I mean, that was a continuity error. I'm sure that so. I'm sure that other nerds will have said something about it, but it's like it because the way she was facing, like, oh, you sent him her through the front yard, which means Vision should have been running in here. Like, what the hell just happened? But no. Well, think about it this way: maybe they did see her and can't react. Hmm. We we'll get to that in a second here because yeah. Vision runs in. Well, not runs in, but he walks in. And Wanda looks up at him, and it's dead zombie vision. Yeah. It is gray, eyes rolled back, Big hole, hole in the in forehead. Head, yeah. And I read this online. Definitely a jump scare. I read this. Uh, what if that's how the townspeople all see vision? What if that's how they really see him and they can't react? How fucking terrifying would that be? You're basically being forced to take part in this TV show led yeah. by a dead zombie guy and his witch wife. But that would definitely be terrifying, which would explain why a lot of people are acting the way that they're acting. See, because remember the neighbor last week when he was he was trimming the hedge and he just starts cutting through the wall like he's glitching out. And it was Agnes who says who starts asking Vision, she says, "Well, is Geraldine in there with Wanda alone?" Like, she was concerned, like, why is she with Wanda by herself? Which tells me Agnes has some part to play in this. We couldn't identify her, so she's not one of the townspeople. And she's concerned about Wanda and Geraldine spending time alone together because, she remember, she was saying, well, you know, she doesn't have any home or she doesn't have a family or basically telling Vision she doesn't belong here. Yeah, but when why would she hint at all of that with Vision if she's in on it? Well, she the way she did it, she was she it was kind of like she was warning Vision. Well, Geraldine, you know, she she doesn't have a home, she she's got no family, and like, but then she says, "Who is she?" Right, because I don't think Agnes really knows who she is. Like, why is she here? So that's why I'm thinking that Agnes has something to some part to play in this. Like maybe Agnes roped the town people, you know, the the town the town people into this illusion. And then all of a sudden, Geraldine shows up out of nowhere, and Agnes is like, well, who is she? Why is she here? What? She's got no home. And then remember when the neighbor, the neighbor, like, tried to warn him about something. And Agnes is the one that turned around and just kind of, like, shook her, shook her head, like, no, shut up, shut up. Right. So, the episode closes. Like I said, Monica, Monica Rambo is just shot out of town. We, oh, this poor thing. Like, she was shot at least two miles. That yeah, that's and then crazy. takes this hard, hard bump out out in the outside the bubble, outside the bubble, and the, literally the camera right in Monica's face, and Monica says, "It's Wanda, it's all Wanda," which I think is kind of a it's a red herring. They they want you to think Wanda's controlling all of this, but I'm thinking that Agnes is Agnes has manipulated Wanda into doing well obviously there has to be more to it than just Wanda is creating this magical bubble because there there's just there are too many questions still out there and plus they're only on episode four we definitely have a lot more to um, oh we've got we've only got five more episodes right but I'm saying we have a lot more to unpack as far as the rest of this and I feel like I feel like this if they want to milk it and they're smart, which we all know that they are, I feel like that this season might end with a cliffhanger. This, okay, so from what I understand, from the, the stuff I've read, WandaVision is going to feed right into the second Doctor Strange movie. So Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I can't wait. I'm so excited. So whatever the events of this season is going to feed right into the Doctor Strange movie, which I don't. I don't know if it has a uh, release date yet. Wait a minute. This has got it. This has to lead up to the final fight too, because Wanda, if it's if this is right after, she um, everybody materializes, comes back after the five year. This gap. this is set up uh, from what I'm finding from what I'm reading. This movie is set right between Endgame and Spider Man Far From Home. So it's, it's right in between those movies. So this is maybe 
two weeks, three weeks after Endgame? Like this is three weeks after the big fight with Thanos? It, it can't be. It can't be because the way that they're tracking time going past, like, um, it's at least the last four episodes, it seems like this is maybe, I don't know, maybe a month, two months time that's well, passing. Think about this. The last four episodes could have only been a day or two. This is in real true. time, the, the last four episodes could have only been two days because we did, especially in this episode, we did a lot of jumping back and forth. So right. if you think about the, if you think about episode one was one day, episode two was, was day two and Darcy is watching this happen. So this whole series up to this point could have only been 48 hours. But from what I understand, they're saying that this is, two to three weeks after Endgame. So that was WandaVision, episode four. I like it. I'm 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 a fan. I think I think that I obviously I'll stick around and come come around every Friday to, to see what the new episode has for us. I you know what I haven't read yet? I haven't read anybody taking back all those people that were bitching about oh it's too slow. Oh I wish they would hurry up and get on with it. I no, I I wanna I wanna read some comments where people are like, okay, I take it all back. This this was this is really damn good so far. That's not gonna happen. No no one likes to admit that they were wrong, especially on the internet. Right. So, <laughs> all right. So that was Wandavision episode four. I'm really looking forward to next Friday. And um, right now we are going to put this on pause. We're gonna jump in the car and uh, drive up to Napomo and check out the Royal Rumble. So we will be right back. All right, everybody, we are back, and uh, we've actually tagged, Amy's tagged out, and we've tagged in RJ Cruz. What's in, RJ? What's good, everybody? How's everyone doing tonight? Okay, so I have to explain this. So we came down to watch Royal Rumble at RJ's house. RJ's high as fuck right now. Why you got to put on my business <laughs> like that? Like, no. Because he can hear it in your voice. Look. What? Hey, what I, I do I... in the in the privacy of my home is my business, sir. That's okay. We started smoking before the show, so <laughs> we got the Royal Rumble to talk about, and uh, not a bad show. I didn't think it was. I thought it was a pretty decent show. B plus. Give it a B plus. B I'd say that's about right. B plus. I. Edge winning is great. I love it. Um, like a second. Well, let's second, go. Well, let's go down the card. Okay. Go yeah. Go ahead. Go, yeah. Yeah. We my, bad, with, my bad. We started with uh, Drew McIntyre and Goldberg. And you were actually terrified that Goldberg was going over. Oh God, I Goldberg, man, I no. All right, first off, he <laughs> was. I've never seen Goldberg out of shape. And this is the first time we, he, you 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 pointed it out to me that he has cover over his biceps. He has cover. He's wearing shorts for the first time. He's wearing fight shorts. He's wearing fight shorts. He's pulling a Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he, he's wearing he's wearing the fight shorts. And then I'm looking like, bro, his arms look super small. Like, is this guy sick? What's what's going on? I think they're checking him into the, um, you know, into the retirement home. Uh, it looks like because like, oh, this, I God. I have it in my notes. Here was the whole match. Spear, Spear, Jackhammer, Claymore, Drew over. That was it. <laughs> that was the whole fucking. We weren't gonna get a thirty-minute classic out of Goldberg. We like we knew that. Classic he, Goldberg match in reverse. Somebody, oh god, I can't remember where I read this, but somebody said that Goldberg has never wrestled a match over fourteen minutes. Is that is that a fact? Yeah, he's never wrestled. Like I think that Taker match in Saudi Arabia came in at like thirteen and a half. Oof. And how was that? How long was that match against Regal? Oh, that was only. I that was probably only four or five minutes. Oh god. When when uh, Regal just stretched the fuck out of him. Yeah, well, he deserved it. Yeah, he just stretched the fuck out of Needed him. Needed the man to be humbled. And think about that. That was ninety seven. Oof. When Regal was, a, he was before he was Something a man. Something tells me Regal could still stretch his <laughs> shit out. Of but so so we do. I mean, Drew McIntyre over. Excuse my squeaky ass chair, by the way. I'm sorry. You're gonna probably hear some rent. Hey, this is we're on the road. This yeah, is yeah. I've, I've never I don't travel for too many shows. So. All right. But okay, so Drew McIntyre going into Mania as the champion, um, and now we just got to see like they haven't really built anybody. No, I weren't we talking about that because going into this Rumble, you usually have someone that you're you're really hot on. Like oh, you know, um, if if 
I, if I honestly knew Seth Rollins was going to be in the Rumble, I'd have been hyping Seth this whole time. Right. And, well, you also had, they brought back uh, Strowman on Friday. Yeah. And then I even called Strowman. And I, would... I shit my pants because I'm thinking like, oh, they're going to bring Strowman back and they're putting him over in the Rumble. Watch. Oh, God. Like, that was my biggest he, fear. And then he came out, what, 27, 28? And I went, son of a bitch, they're actually putting this guy over. On the go-home episode of SmackDown, when he closed out the show, my first thought was, good gracious, they're, they're, they're putting over Strowman. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot he was, um, he was the sen- suspended, was in the storyline. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they wrote the storyline where he, su- he, he got suspended, and I totally forgot he was still signed with the company. All these shows are, like, honestly being done on the fly. We oh, absolutely. All, all these shows are being done on the fly. Um, Vince McMahon is doing these shows to his, I, I feel, to his needs. Well, I to think what's needs. going on, these shows are really rooserific. They're getting a really rooserific because they are. They're writing them at the last minute. Um, from what I heard, the entire the writing staff will write an entire show. Vince will tear it up on the plane to the you know to the show, and then they just write. They start writing that afternoon. Yeah, and I and I I feel like they're starting to get edgier. They're they're really throwing out the b word a lot in the, on the shows on TV. You know, you drop a bitch that show, you bitch. Oh, that means they're strong. Brother. Oh, I'm wondering. I'm starting to wonder if um, because AEW is doing that a lot. AEW is kind of getting some stuff past standards and practices. So, because what I hear, I heard they were allowed. One shit every hour and like two bitches or yeah, like they're like, they have like a certain number of, well, you, you can say shit once and you can say bitch twice and, you know, maybe we'll let a couple crap slide and, you know, so AEW is kind of getting a little edgier for lack of a better term. So I think WB is like, well, fuck it. We can do it too, pal. That's fun. Right after that, we had Sasha versus Carmella, Corey Graves side piece. And you know what? <sighs> This match that's was his main right now. Okay? Oh, it is his main. That's his main. Yeah. Now, well, no. Right? Is, is he, if he's still legally married, that's still his side piece. Hey, I don't care I, if you're living with her. That's still your side chick. Can you blame the man? No, not really. But this match was him? really slow until Carmella landed on her face outside the ring. I heard the screeching of the mat, and I could have sworn I saw uh, a trail of her makeup. <laughs> go it just, it, yeah, it looked like a plane crash because. <laughs> Like that's a- Sasha's outside. <laughs> Carmella hits a rope. She comes back with a suicide dive, which I don't think I've ever seen her do. No, I've never seen her do a suicide dive. Or well, a good one. Yeah, and matter. it looked like she, as she dives through, she's too far to Sasha's right, and so Sasha kind of has to make a diving catch. And you just see, like, the first thing that hit the ground was. Carmella's face. She scorpioned herself. Yeah, yeah. I even I have in my notes here. Uh, Carmella kicked herself in the back of the head. Ugh. And this match ends with it was a nice little kind of back and forth counter here, counter there. And they kicked what? What Reginald? Is yes. That the dude's name. Um, when they kicked him out, I I believe when you when they do the, you know, you out of here. You have to sell that. You have to sell it. But okay, so I think. I think what's hurting them a lot is the Thunderdome thing. Like, yeah. let's face it. We're, it's an empty match building. I don't care how many video screens you have up. I don't care. It looks like the world's biggest Zoom call. I don't give a shit. It's still an empty building. And so I think they've gotten out of practice of selling to the crowd because there's no crowd to sell to. Yeah. And so, yeah, you need to – I think you need to – Basically, you still need to play to the TV audience. You still got to play. You still got to show. You know what I mean? I'm, I can't. I'm not going to say he's doing it wrong. You right. know what I mean? Who am I to say who he's doing it wrong? I haven't been on TV. But there is still showing the audience. That being said, he's doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing it freaking wrong. I'm still going to say it. Um, I feel, you know, after the referee says you out of here, that should be the most devastating yeah, thing in the world to, to you. He needs to pitch a fit and... So that that was my only note on the match. Other than the wrestling, Sasha Banks is still, f- I, she's one of the hottest workers right now. Oh, she's worked her ass off. Oh yeah, she's, and everybody God. like I I think because I'm here I listen to a lot of you know like the Busted Open podcast and all of Conrad Thompson stuff and and there are a lot of people putting over Charlotte, for good reason, 
Yeah. But I think Sasha's up there too, you know. Oh, th- without a shadow of a doubt. And I, and with that being said, immediately I have to say that even Carmella's come up, come up. She's for, come, yeah, her she's come a long, a long way. way. She has. What she had them with the match with Charlotte, where it was ninety ninety nine percent of it was holds. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it was rest holds. <laughs> that, that's yeah. Anyway, so we had the uh, so <laughs> Sasha Banks wins. I had no, I had nothing else after that. Exactly. I mean, let's face it, we're both high here right now, and so Sasha wins with the bank statement, and I, uh, we had your brother here too. We had, yeah. your, we had your brother, and yeah. he was was he was like complaining about the tap, right? Yeah. When that Carmel- was me. <laughs> oh, okay. With Carmella tapping her face. Yeah. Fucking tap the mat. Make it again. Establish that. Establish it. it. We had the women's Royal Rumble next, and not a bad rumble, except for the fact that you don't have 30 women on the roster uh, between your three brands. So kind of shortchange yourself a little bit. Mm. I mean, how many times did I say, uh, remember when we used to have a bunch of women on the roster who couldn't wrestle for shit? (laughs) And fucking Tori Wilson comes out and Alicia Fox comes out. I'm going like, oh, dear God. Remember all those girls that didn't know how to work? What are they doing? Meanwhile, no Casey Catanzaro, no, um, oh no, uh, what's her name's hurt? Tegan Knox is hurt right now. Yeah, Casey Catanzaro, um, who else that you have a, to you be? have a lot. There's a lot. I'm sorry, I can't think of any of the names. You but have a women's a tag team tournament going on on NXT right now. Yes, but you couldn't bring any of them in for the Rumble. And no offense to Tori Wilson. Okay, offense to Tori Wilson. Girl, I'm sorry. No. no, I'm actually shocked we didn't see Don Marie. <laughs> I'm really shocked they didn't bring in like Don Marie and and uh, Molly Holly's still in great shape. I heard, yeah, I can bring like, Molly. Even in. her, well, I I'd rather see Molly Holly than Tori Wilson. That's because know? Molly was a worker. Who are, Mo- uh, that, my question is, who are you trying to bring in that you had to bring in Tori Wilson? Well, and see here, what fan are you trying to attract? <laughs> who didn't answer the phone? That you went, <laughs> Call Tori. We'll, we'll just, we'll get Tori on the line. What? Melina's not returning our calls. Get, get Tori. God damn it. Jazz. Jazz is busy. Jazz is an impact. Ah, uh, jazz is an impact right now. Um, okay. Oh God. Uh, again, Stacy, uh, uh, Kelly, Kelly. We, we couldn't get Kelly, Kelly. Io Shirai. Yeah. That was a Come bunch. Come on. Io Shirai. You're paying for all these fuckers. Like, Oh God. Moving on. Anyway. Um, it was a decent rumble. It was yeah. I, I liked it. It came down to Rhea Ripley, who was my pick. Yeah. And then Bianca Belair, that yeah. was yours. That was my pick. I okay, so it came down final three were Rhea, Bianca, Charlotte Flair. And I'm just thinking, oh you motherfuckers. Don't. Don't The Omni Flair. Well, here's okay, so I again I listened to Bully Ray on Busted Open Radio and he was like he was telling the audience, give me a good reason. Charlotte Flair shouldn't be over right now. And I'm thinking about it. I'm going, there is no reason. Well, that's exactly. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, there's no reason she shouldn't be over. She's a damn fine worker. She is the uh, best. Yeah, absolutely. Her promos her everything. But here's the problem. I think here's everyone's problem with Charlotte. How important is it to get, get your audience invested in your character? The most important. Exactly. It's, it's the it's, most it's important life thing. and yeah. death for Yes, of course. Okay? Well, NXT spent a year and a half getting the fans invested in Asuka. Yes. So what happens when Asuka gets brought to the main roster? Oh, they make her job. You fed her to yeah. Charlotte. And they, yeah. You spent a year building up Rhea Ripley. Okay. So, and then what happens when Rhea Ripley comes to the main roster? They fed you her to, fed her to Charlotte. So you've taught your audience that here. You have two and a half years of getting invested in these, and we're just going to feed them to Charlotte. I, and, I can't be mad at that. And I was like, even because I write down on my little journal and I try to say like, you know, why, why, why are they giving it? But there is no reason why she shouldn't win, why she should not be the champion. She has the look. She has the name. She's the perfect person in the perfect place at the perfect time. Right. At the same time, it's also who are you building up? You can't. Charlotte cannot carry a division on her own. You have to have build up challengers. Yeah, but they did a lot of that with the same with Ric Flair too back in the day. Rick doesn't count because I have the territories. 
Okay. That was the territories. Oh, it's a different right. business okay. than it was. But it's still, if you think about it, same concept, right? Well, no, the concept always the, the concept just like wrestling is over. Rick Flair would go to all these territories with the championship. Give me your best guy, and let he, you know, I'll make him look like a star, but the, I'm still gonna go over. The on him. difference being, you didn't see it every week. The territory system. You would see it in different places, right? So Rick would come into, you know. Uh, Crockett and he would work that territory and he'd put somebody over there and then he'd go over to uh, St. Louis and then he would, you know, work with somebody there. And the people in uh, Atlanta weren't watching the St. Louis TV. Yeah, no, so you're not, true. you're not seeing it. It's a, still the same um, concept only now with the way TV is now. It's no, you're and, watching and you're stuff. making a great point. Um, but I I think Charlotte Flair deserves deserves her success that she has right oh, now. Oh, I, I would never and, say she does. But um, I think top contenders right now is Bianca Belair. So congratulations to her tonight for her Royal Rumble win. Um, Rhea Ripley, uh, of course. I would I think that'd still be a great feud. Um, and I'm my only objection was okay. So after okay again, you you're going to feed Rhea to Charlotte. That's fine. What do you do? Okay, so what do you, what what's next for Rhea? What's next for Charlotte? If it's better than what they had going, great. If it's not better, well then why did we stop the program? I think they would have to do that feud without the title though. I think it would have to be more of a personal vendetta for Rhea and heading for Charlotte more because they can bring it into more of a shoot. How of course when she would come out and say, you know, when I first came into this business when she was doing the um the invitational uh that she they were comparing her to charlotte and they can bring that in they can use that right and of course she go goes out of her way to make herself oh shoot <laughs> oh your dog's pissed yeah my dog is pissed <laughs> settle down rocky um so uh oh, i lost my train of thought i'm sorry so she goes out of her way, changes herself, literally evolves herself into Rhea Ripley, being oh, a right, unique because, person. Oh, right, because her her debut, she is just generic female wrestler number 17. Exactly. And then going, getting all the way to WrestleMania to go against Charlotte and to lose. Of course, that broke her momentum. So now it should be seen as a personal vendetta, and I think that's but, the way they should feel. Right, but here's, here's what they did with Rhea after. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. They did nothing with her. Mm -hmm. And if you, okay, so if you take her all the way to WrestleMania and maybe feed her to Charlotte's the wrong term, but okay, so she loses to Charlotte mm -hmm. and now you're doing this kind of, you know, comeback story. Great. Let's go from there. But you seriously, like she had a couple of title matches after that and then you took her off TV for two or three months and now, and then you bring her back and you have her. Getting her ass kicked by um oh god who's the who's the one the the new heavy from in NXT oh Merce, not Mercedes not Mercedes uh, is it Monica I'm sorry I haven't really been on NXT that lately i I I can see her face right now but I'm and I'm I know who you're talking she, she did the tribute to China kind of right. coming in the game. Yeah. yeah so I mean I know who you're talking about and then you have Rhea job to her like three times and she's been off TV ever since. So to kind of see her come in this rumble, I'm going like, is that is that her call up? Is that what we're doing? Because it's about time. It's it's overdue. It is overdue, very overdue. But I've... the finish of this was real great because again, we came down to Charlotte, we came down to Rhea, we came down to Bianca Belair, and they tossed Charlotte. Yeah. They really they tossed Charlotte. And, and if that was a crowd, that would be. Oh, it would have been huge. Oh yeah, huge. And then Rhea and. Uh, Bianca, they actually worked a really great little closing, uh, oh, the closing scene there. Yeah, the it's just the transitioning was so crisp. You can tell that they've been both been training their asses off. Right. What was great is I didn't know which way this was going. Like I didn't know if they were gonna go Ripley. I didn't know if they were gonna go Bianca. I just knew it was new. And so great. Let's see where this goes. And Rhea goes to put Bianca over. Bianca reverses it tosses Rhea out of the ring and Bianca Belair wins that women's Royal Rumble it was great you can just I love how they interviewed her to get that genuine reaction from her yes and yeah. it felt more 
to see the tears showing, it, it made me feel a certain type of yeah. way because I'm like, I miss wrestling. Of course, being over yeah, here, we, we don't I mean, have the I've, opportunity right, right now. It made me miss our sport, our art so much more seeing Bianca Belair win the Rumble because it was just, you could see that genuine reaction of feeling that satisfaction of busting your ass, giving it your all, and just living your dream. One of my favorite WrestleMania moments, and, and you're going to laugh at me when I say this, of the last few years, maybe the last two or three years, was when the Iconics won the tag team titles. Yes. Because they just yes. legit started balling dude yeah and i had to go like, i saw that clip actually yesterday and yeah I and i, I just that. had to go like all right i'm gonna give that one to him because and they grew up together right that's with your best friend that's that's somebody you literally through thick and thin been through the worst of times through the best of times and just you made it to the there's no better than this right yeah, here. yeah that that moment right there actually made me an iconics fan i wasn't a, i wasn't real big on him yeah. Until they won the tag titles, it they was, start crying oh at Mania. And I went, Billy Kay is, I I'm a fan of Billy oh, Kay. Oh, she's fantastic. She's, she's she can't she's, wrestle for shit, but she's entertained. She, she's Santino. She, and she's, with her being uh from you know the UK and everything, I Australia. She reminds me, uh, or is she Australian? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, Billy Kay. Look at me, I'm so. <laughs> Do but have, like, with her I, being Australian, with, with, yeah, anyways, it she reminds me of Rowan At Atkinson of Mr. Bean. It's just because of her goofiness, and it's it's so funny. I, I hate to break this to you, but I have like nine people listening to this, and and uh, Billy Kay isn't one. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Maybe but, she'll hear it. it hey, will, you never know. If she was very the, true. Yeah. And for the nine people, saying, like he's literally apologizing, but I don't care. She listens. Billy Kay, I am sorry. You apologize to Billy Kay. I'm like, maybe Billy will hear this. I don't know. But I don't care. no, I'm I'm loving. I do love the she. Oh, her in the rumble. She didn't get in the rumble. She gets in, walks over the commentary booth. And then she just starts, she's got her headshots and her resume and everybody that came down, oh, she funny. walked up and she'd hand them a headshot and be like, partners, partners, that partners. popped me. I popped. And then they brought in Jillian Hall, who Jillian was never, a, Jillian was the original Billy Kay because not a great worker, but she was entertaining to watch. You know who she reminded me of tonight? Beth Phoenix. Yeah. She was like, she, had a, she, had a, she went from being goofy to like. Hell no. I'm taking out all you girls. Show you I still got it. But Billy Kay goes up to her and she's like, oh, we can be a team. Yeah. Billy and Jilly. Billy and Jilly. Billy and, and Jilly we was... both popped. Yes. We both started laughing. Oh, it was hilarious. But, that was uh, funny. Yeah, no, I, I I was entertained. Oh, no, I really enjoyed that. Um, I think that should be a thing. I would bring back Jillian to see Billy and Jilly. That was Freaking hilarious. See, but at the same time, you don't want to... I don't think you want to water down their division. You don't. And also, I think they can keep this gimmick going of her trying to find somebody. This can be worked so much more. I'm kind of hoping that they can put the Iconics back together just because they've both gone out. They've worked on their own. They've kind of, you know, developed as characters. And then you put them back together and see, because what else are we going to do with them? Are you, are you going to put a title on? They'll put them back together. Yeah. Are you going to put a, a women's title on Peyton Royce or, or Billy Kay? No. No. So fucking put them back together. Put Why not? Together. It'll be fun. Anyways, moving on. Next one. We have Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. Next. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you are I'm, not happy with this one. I thought it was good. I thought it was I'm a really huge good. Kevin. I'm going to go out and say this right now. I'm a huge Kevin Owens fan. Long, long live Kevin Owens. I give him that. But... It was a snoozer. Honestly, I, I checked out. Uh, well, again, it was also after like your third bong hit. So <laughs> I don't think you checked out as much. You just kind of faded. No, no credit Melt, to that. Because, melted into the couch. Oh, God. Like, no, I'm serious. I was trying to get and please don't use that as an excuse. But I no, bro, come on, man. It was it was a snooze fest. Here's here's kind of I love the Roman Reign character. I love what they're doing with him lately. Yes. I I think they should have done this six years ago when he beat Taker. You know, I was telling you guys, I said the greatest the greatest night I've ever seen with Roman was at the night he came in after he beat Taker. He tries to cut that promo, and this crowd is booing him out of the building. Lifts that microphone up to talk. The crowd boos. He lowers the mic down, and he lets him die down. 
brings that mic up again. They start booing and he does this three or four times. And that last time he brings that mic up and says, this is my yard now. And those people wanted him dead. Oh, it was fucking great heat. And I went now, now you pull the trigger with him. He will be the hottest heel that we've had probably since triple H just run with him. And then next week he's talking about how, you know, I didn't want to beat the undertaker. I have a lot Killed of, it. and I went, you fucked it up. It took you one week, <laughs> one week to fuck it up. Ruined. Yeah. And the, if they had done what they're doing with him today, if they had done that six years ago, how hot would he be right now? Oh, dude, it'd be unspeakable, but that's just one of those circumstances to where what if? Yeah. You so know? I'm, I, I'm, there's I, so many possibilities that so many missed opportunities without fans right now. Yeah. So many fans. Cause like I would have to put over, I don't want to put over, but retribution, you don't know how they would respond. You know what I mean? Cause look at how everyone responded to the new day at first. It was garbage, but I'm still responding to retribution right now. Garbage. Oh, they're garbage. horrible. Considering they were, they were created just to make fun of the black lives matter protesters. Yeah. And I'm going like, really? Are we still doing this? Mustafa Ali, though, is still such I, an amazing worker. I laughed hysterically a couple weeks ago. He had Martin Luther King Day. And Vince McMahon has always gone this. He loves Martin Luther King and, and always does a video montage. And you've got this, you know. And then I'm, I'm watching this. And I'm watching the videos they put together. And and then you bring out retribution i'm going like does does nobody see what's going on here like really <laughs> you did you just did this heartfelt tribute to martin luther king and then you bring out your your joke that you made of the BL, the blm protest i'm like fuck you guys you fucking idiots yeah but anyway i totally got off track that one but roman i love i love what they're doing with roman i, I, I really do. do i agree i agree it's just the, it the thing that really, really grinds my gears um, is like the the table spot, the senton table spot. Right. Roman was up really freaking quick. They're not making these. I understand it's a last man standing match, but he was up and just moving. And I felt like it, they're just not making these spots mean nothing. Well, going to your original point, it's very difficult to do that without a crowd without a live that's crowd true and, and and see and that's where i lose my understanding as well so without being a crowd i get confused right. sometimes where like how do you how do you react what did what did they train us what did they teach us listen to the crowd yes respond. exactly we respond to the crowd responding to us and that's how we know when do all right hold, we're gonna hold this a little bit longer okay now we're gonna pick it up we're gonna get moving all right you know what hit that false finish time to take it home you know, it's that's where the joke comes from of guys getting their shit in. Is I did, I called fourteen spots. We're gonna do all fourteen. Well, maybe the crowd peaked at spot seven. Yeah. And just know to know to take it home then. And I felt the whole time, which is still a great thing because they need to make it this way. It was Roman was the aggressor, which Roman just kept bringing you know the ass beating, even though, you know, of course. Kevin Owens was taking the big, the big bumps. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he took, he's nuts. He's, we're going to watch him die oh, on TV. God, right? I'm such a fan of his. Oh dude, his work is fantastic. It's so great, man. That dude is just, Hey, hands off to you, Kevin Owens. I know you don't listen because, <laughs> people. but hands off, sir. Maybe they're downloading this. Maybe they're but, all. Maybe Billy Kay and Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns are all downloading this on the same iPhone. Right. And they're listening to it on speaker right but now. But let's 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 get to that finish though. That okay. If, sip that water. I, I actually got I got worked oh. because I thought, holy shit, they're are they putting the title on Kevin Owens? Quote Arn Anderson, like we were saying. Uh, <laughs> okay, hold on. Before we get there, Roman. Here's okay. Here's so here's what I don't like. They're doing. Here's what I don't like that they're doing a lot more lately, which is it's just the same match over and over and over when, again, it comes back to you're not building up challengers. So how many times has Kevin Owens jobbed out to Roman Reigns in the last two months? Four times? Yeah. Three or four times? Three, four times, yeah. Right. And going into this, I'm going like, well, we've just seen this guy get his ass beat four fucking times before. 
you're not putting the you're not putting the title on Kevin Owens. And then they go in the spot where he he handcuffs Roman to the bottom of the lighting rig so Roman can't stand up and I'm going Dude, they might be putting the title. I was that close to convince. I was like, "Oh, come on!" Yeah, Ed, I'm going like when he grabbed the ref. Are they putting them. the title? Okay, so Ugh. Roman's handcuffed. He's in a sitting position. He can't stand up, and the ref's counting seven. Wait, hold on. There was a moment <laughs> where they they were scrambling. Hey, the ref's not counting. Rome's down, and I think they had to come up and tell Roman, "Hey, get on your feet," because well, no, before that was before that because uh, Roman's handcuffed. Referee's counting. He got up to eight, and Roman grabs a referee by the shirt yeah. and pulls him face first into the lighting room. Yeah. So now the ref is down, and here comes Paul Heyman. These chairs are squeaky as shit. Yeah. Um, here, comes Paul, here comes Paul Heyman with the key, and he's trying to. Something went wrong there because he's, he's having the toughest to, time. He's trying to unlock that. You have another referee who's counting, and I think he got up to five or six, and then he just disappeared. <laughs> like he seriously just exited stage left, and we <laughs> never saw that fucking referee again. I'm going, wait, hold on, where, where'd that ref go? He was up to seven, <laughs> and Heyman's fucking with the the handcuff and they finally get it uncuffed and you see Kevin who's just leaning there on a on a t- uh, a table something something part yeah. of the stage with his back to Roman he just stand there just leaning on the stage back to Roman turns around like hey are we done yet <laughs> caught in the guillotine choke and now here comes the referee <laughs> And that's when I remember the Arn Anderson quote is, wow, you're just kind of, you're, you're letting him stand there with his dick in his hand, which is exactly what Kev had to do. Kev had to just kind of like, eh, I don't, I don't see you guys fucking with the handcuff. I'm just going to stand here like a moron. And then I'm going to turn around into a guillotine choke, choked <laughs> out. Oh my and God, Roman man. retains the title like he should have. Horrible. But yeah. Ending. It was a, it was a bad finish. Horrible. Really bad finish. Like I, I threw my pizza crust down. <laughs> you did. You just like, fuck this pizza. And you spiked the pizza. I threw it. I'm sorry. It's... <laughs> Next, please. So now we close with the men's Royal Rumble. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not. No Keith Lee. Really? Yeah. No Keith Lee. I thought. Hurricane over Keith Lee, huh? Well, Hurricane makes more money. Hmm. <laughs> he's got, he's... As much as I am a fan of the Hurricane or Gregory Helms, I'm such a big fan. But come on, there's no crowd it to was, pop for that. It was yeah. See, that's there's the kind no of stuff. crowd to pop for that. Like, and again, this is going back to like the. I don't want to. I don't want to bury the Thunderdome because it's something different, and it's not WB's fault that you know fucking COVID and we're all shut down. So they did yeah. something. Innovative. I just believe that. Come on, that but could have been Keith. What did he do? Same thing with Carlito. You, you, you freaking brought, Carlito. You man. brought in Carlito, and you didn't. And Keith Lee's sitting there. Well, okay. He's cool. Keith Lee is. I want to say. I don't know if he's injured, but uh, Mia Mia Yim just posted that she tested a positive for COVID. She could have been in the Rumble. Why is it? I'm sorry to go. Because she did you not miss? Oh, the, sorry. You just missed the part. I'm where that I stone. Said, yeah, I'm that stone. Yeah, you're Let's that keep high. going. Keep going. But I said she she tested. Oh, Pez, COVID. oh, I didn't know that. And you're like, why wasn't she in the Rumble? Because I just. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so stoned. <laughs> like, bro. My girlfriend's in the back, probably like this. Oh my god, he does that to me. <laughs> it was like. You look high. I look what? High. Hello. <laughs> like that was, we just had that moment right now. Hey, let me hit that. <laughs> you literally just. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. So, yeah, so Mia Yim just posted on Twitter like three, four days ago. Why wasn't she, she in the te- rumble? <laughs> no, sorry. Keep and going. she tested positive for COVID. And you have to realize that Keith Lee, that's, you know, oh, that's his girlfriend. So maybe so that's a, why. Yeah. I'm not saying Keith Lee tested positive. I'm saying that. No, almost. He, he lives with somebody that does. So he probably went. Can't come to work, guys. Almost. No, almost. AJ's bodyguard? Cien Almas. Oh, okay. I'm going like, dude. Sorry. it's They only call him, uh, don't they just call him, oh, no, it's Andrade. It's Andrade. No, sorry. No, yeah. 
My no, bad. no, that's what I said. Almost is um, AJ's. Yeah, so Cien Almas. Right. Almas. What? I didn't know who was going to win this one either. Again, I didn't we were either. talking about, well, who have they been putting over? And the biggest one is that they've been, I, it's, I can't believe it, it hasn't been obvious to me, but they've been promoting the edge return the whole time. So. No, they haven't. I felt like he, they have. He got a week. Edge got a week. I thought it was two. No, he came back on last week's Rumble, Ooh, last yeah. week's Rumble, last week's Raw, See? and he just he cut a great promo, talking about you know you, the thing you love most can be taken from you like that, and my mom just told me to go out and do it, so I'm throwing my name in the Rumble, blah blah blah. It was a great it was a great promo. The most common name that I saw out there, the most common names I should say were, uh, Biggie, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro. And Nakamura. And everyone was eliminated quite early. Right. And, well, somebody said, well, you can put Orton over. And, oh. I, and I went, dear God, don't do that. No. Don't. We just watched like a three, four month run between Orton and Edge. And McIntyre. And Mac. Oh, Mac. Yeah. yeah. So unless you're going to put Orton over and then have him challenge Roman. We've seen the Orton McIntyre thing to death, and it it was good, but you're just gonna go back to it for no reason. Yeah, thank God they didn't do it, and I'm glad for Edge too. He deserves yeah, Edge, it too. Edge goes over. Uh, who did he put out? Randy. That's right. He well, no, because all right, Randy gets hurt. Remember, I told you, <laughs> I told you, I'm like, dude, if they're doing the babyface thing where. The babyface gets injured, and they take him to the back. He can't compete, but then, you know, against all odds, he bravely comes and returns the Rumble. I'm like, if you're doing that with Orton and put him over, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. And But no, it's Randy Orton, so they took him out. Who did Randy – was it – oh. Um, oh, Seth Rollins. Yeah, Seth Rollins. So He, he tosses, almost got him with he the uh, curb stomp. Seth. Yeah. Yeah, he tosses Seth, and you stood up. You actually started to pop, and I went, dude, there's no bell. There's no bell. I haven't heard a bell. I uh, know. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and then as soon as I said it, Edge eats an RKO, and I'm like, oh, there's, they're going to put Randy over. God yeah. damn it. And they swerved you. And they they swerved you, but you also they killed Randy's finish. Because he hits the RKO. Yeah. He goes to pick Edge up to toss him. Edge reverses like nothing, puts Randy over. But – Edge wins the Rumble. I'm going, dude, you just got hit with an RKO like and three, he's already hyped and three seconds ago. He's hulking like, up, brother. Totally, yeah. So I, I wasn't crazy about that, but you knew Edge was going over. Uh, so. you, it was great. It was uh, not bad. I, I don't want to say great, but it was not bad. And I, I can't say that I was disappointed. I enjoyed it. It was a decent show. Yeah, it was it definitely, was. I would say B minus. B minus. And it's just... Watching today's show, I realized that the product is completely different nowadays. It's there's there's no I feel like there's no there is no brass ring that it's just you're you're wrestling to Royal Rumble, then you're you're wrestling for WrestleMania. Here's kind of my issue, and I said this two years ago. Uh, WWE isn't in the wrestling business anymore. No, they're They're in the entertainment. They're in the money business. The money business, yeah. Okay, so I said this to people like when they signed. No, maybe about two years ago, maybe a year and a half when they signed the Fox deal. Yeah. And people are going, well, three billion, you know, three billion dollar TV deal for however many years. And I went, okay, cool. And then the deal finally goes into effect. A couple months later, COVID hits, and people start getting laid off. And I'm going, wait, hold on, didn't you guys just sign? the most lucrative TV deal you've ever had and you're firing people kind of a dick move. And then comes the third party. Nope. You've got to get rid of your third party deals. And I'm going, um, you just fired a bunch of people. (laughs) You're not working house shows anymore. Yeah. These guys aren't getting their royalties from DVD sales. Because you created the network, so you're not selling DVDs anymore. Mm-mm. You guys aren't bonusing out your talent on pay-per-view 
uh, buy rates anymore because you created the network. So fuck the pay-per-view buy rates. And Mr. McMahon still made more money than he has in the last few years yeah. this year. And now you have the the uh, Peacock deal. And he has what, $200 million $200 per year. $200 million per year. And I realized that they don't have any incentive to build their business. They don't have any incentive to, you know, listen to the fans because, hey, they're going to be making the same. They canceled their house shows. You realize they're out of the house show business. I did not realize that. Yeah, they complete, they they announced a while ago that uh, even if things go back to normal and COVID's not a thing anymore, they're not doing house shows anymore. <sighs> So do you think Miss do you think Vince McMahon's like on the verge of selling WWE? I don't know. I mean, possible, so? but at the same time, I think he's getting up in age, man. I think he's gonna want to chill pretty soon, or do you think he's just gonna want to do it until he's gone? Can you imagine though that that stock price would take a shit <sighs> if Vince McMahon sold the WWE? I'm surprised Disney hasn't bought it yet. They were talking about it. They I know they, they were. There was there were some talks there because well, Disney owns ESPN. And as soon as the Peacock deal came out, ESPN said, you'll never hear about WWE on this channel ever again. Hmm. So they, I think they were pretty pissed too. Oof. Yeah. I love, I love paying attention to this little shit. I'm like, Oh, Oh, you imagine the WWE network alongside the Mandalorian. Oh dude. That was somebody sent me this. I laughed hysterically. It was Mickey mouse with the infinity gauntlet. And the jewels were like all the, all the TV networks. (laughs) (laughs) Disney owns. Oh, I'm like, God. okay, that's about right. But anyway, so that was the Royal Rumble. Um, yeah, so, dude, thanks for having me over. Oh, bro, thanks for anytime. Doing the show. You're welcome, anytime. So, all right, I'm going to get out of here. Peace out, homies. All right, everybody, that was RJ Cruz. And full disclosure, it is now Monday, February 1st. Uh, RJ lives in Napomo, California. I live in Bakersfield. That's about a two-hour drive in between. And by the time I got home... It was one o'clock in the morning and my internet had taken a shit like I was dead, just completely dead in the water. So I was dealing with Spectrum all day. They switched up my modem, helped me get get started again. And you know what? Thanks. Thank you to Spectrum. They were awesome helping me set everything back up and get get, you know, online again. So Spectrum is awesome. Thank you guys so much. And if you guys want to throw a sponsorship out my way, I wouldn't say no. Just saying. All right. Anyway, so um, yeah, that was RJ Cruz. Amy is uh, Amy's at her house. She's she's not here right now. So uh, we are. This is the Ninja Nerd Warrior podcast. I am Greg Hernandez, your host. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also go to ninjanerdwarriorpodcast.com. I also have some t-shirts and some merch available on prowrestlingtees.com slash ninjanerdwarrior. So go ahead, go over there and check out some stuff. Um, what else is there? All right. I'm, I'm really bad at this. I'm still hung over as shit, and then RJ got me high yesterday. So today's, today's kind of moving at a different speed. If you would like to recommend this show to others, I would highly appreciate it. You can send them over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Check out our shows. Like I said earlier, this is my 50th show, so um, there's a lot to choose from in the archives. And um, give us a five-star review. It helps other people find the show, and I would really, really appreciate it. So, All right, folks, that is it for this week. And uh, you know what? We will see you next week. Bye-bye. All right, thanks for letting me take care of that, everybody. And I am the Ninja Nerd Warrior. You can find me on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And you can drop me a line on any of those. Hit me up. Say what's up. Say, if, you know, if you like the show. If you don't like the – you know what? Don't tell me if you don't like the show. Um, but, yeah, hit me up, and it would be good to hear from you guys.
If you're listening to this podcast, you already know where to find it. But in case you don't, you can find this anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. I am talking Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere. So I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye, folks. And uh, you guys take care. Talk to you later.